Oh, we're running? <laughs> oh. Start from awkwardness. It's always awkward. the best time. We need a red light or something. <laughs> yeah, we need the big bulb. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hello, hello, and welcome to Word Up Podcast. I'm Evie. And I'm Webster. And today, we are here with Art Coke. Yes, hello. How are you today? I'm, um, I'm, I'm pretty good. I've been, uh, I've been very busy lately because my, uh, my girlfriend from America has been here. Ooh. So uh, we have like six weeks together. So nice. trying to fit as many nice things as we can in this period, you know. Oh, so exciting. Thank you so much for giving your precious time to us then. Anytime, <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. Um, but first, for people who don't know you very well or at all, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I'm an experimental electronic music producer, mainly right now. Um, I think I've changed a lot in that since last year. I've, I've, I was in Iceland for a few months and after that, um, a lot of my sort of musical direction changed. And that's why now I would say uh, experimental electronic music producer. Before it would have been more of like singer-songwriter and uh, Dutch poetry or Dutch stories on, on music, mm-hmm. um, which I did under a different name. Uh, and now I'm here, I think, as uh, Either It, which would be my, uh, my performance name now. Um, I recently graduated with my performance from the... Uh, School of the Arts in Utrecht. Uh, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Which is also what gives me the, the time now to actually have uh, Ella over, my girlfriend. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. Nice. That's nice. I, um, I watched one of your videos at Outspoken. Yeah. It was you and your band and you guys were sort of like doing a performance and it was sort of paired with visuals and you had different yes. instruments. It's super cool. Um, can you describe your process? How did you guys come to be putting so much yeah. into your, your art? Yeah, that's been an interesting process, I think. Um, I think we'll have to speak about Iceland also at some point because it was just such a pivotal moment. And in Iceland, a lot of those, um, a lot of the things that I perform with now and the concepts that I use and the way that I collaborate with people uh, started there, really. Um, for example, the, the, the visual guy, uh, Wouter Schmidt, is someone that I met during... Um, an, it's, it was sort of Ableton masterclass during Amsterdam uh, dance event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went there and there were a few like artists expositioning uh, their work there and one of them was uh, Wouter Smith and he was having this installation of sort of audio visual feedback looping so it would be um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure if I'm uh, uh, explaining this correctly but he would have something projected on the wall which he would film which he would feed back into uh, like an analog TV and then he would record the sound and um, input that sound in the t- in the video input of the analog TV, wow. which makes the TV uh, react with like just sort of flashes of light and you know the the snow and the interference that you get on analog TVs. Yeah. And then he would record that back and send that back into the visuals that he was projecting on the wall and sort of by making these infinite feedback loops of things, they all sort of started. Um, working together or uh, interfering with each other to make this really weird uh, 
uh, really weird visuals and uh, really nice ambient soundscapes. Um, so I just approached him after they asked, like, do you want to be a part of uh, my graduation at first? Um, but now it's, I think, evolved into uh, just this idea that everything that I do will fit really well with his visuals. Um, and I think the other way around, too. Um, and then I really work as like a, a collage artist, it feels like. So um, it's all material from Iceland or from after Iceland. Um, so I use, uh, I think, four of the eight texts that we used in the graduation performance um, were texts written by people that I met in Iceland that I just asked, like, can I just use those texts or have those texts? Uh, which I was really happy to uh, get. Uh, and then I sort of supplement them with my own uh, texts. And it was kind of the same with the, with the musical ideas. Um, like the guitarist will have some sort of musical idea and we'd work that into the whole performance. Um, and I think the thing that gives, the, gives everything of that graduation performance, it's called uh, Hyper Self, um, that gives it this feeling that it's really a, a hole or that it has like a, a red thread. You can say that right in yeah. English, a red thread. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it's just really the concept that everything for me is really concept heavy. Um, and the concept that I'm working with now is um, the idea of um, it's a lot about uh, about social anxiety and about interpersonal connection and either feeling that or not feeling that. Um, and then the, in the performance in hyper self, what we did was we started from this completely isolated individual, um, that was not in, in touch with anything of its surroundings or not even acknowledging any of the surroundings. It was just this completely internal world, uh, where everything happened because of own thoughts. It's just thoughts reacting to own thoughts, I guess. Um, and then that sort of world of awareness slowly grows out until it acknowledges that there is something that exists outside of itself, until it eventually touches another person. And from that moment on, there starts to be interpersonal connection and there starts to be, uh, I don't know, like, like real emotions that, that, that grasp onto someone. Uh, but there also starts to become more awkwardness and more miscommunication. And then slowly that attention grows more and more and grows into the other person because slowly from this um, feeling of uh, uh, there is another person that I can interact with, it starts to become I need this other person because I need to interact with them because otherwise I'm no one. And then in the end, uh, that individual loses all touch with the self and then completely disappears into the other. And it's just about what can the other do for me? How can, uh, how can they change me? How, how can I uh, validate myself uh, through them, I guess? Um, and the outspoken performance that you saw, which is not hyper self, um, but that's all uh, improvised performance, which is how we perform now as either it, because that hyper self performance is just way too big to do in any other place than kind of where we did it. Right. Um, so that's all improvised performance based around the materials that we made there and the text that we use there. Um, and then it's just every time uh, we'll, we just see what happens. And that's what Outspoken was too. 
that's amazing it seems like the visuals that you add on top of the music and everything is all designed to sort of immerse the audience yes whereas usually when you go to like a live performance you know the artist comes into our space we're sitting here with our wine and beers, right. yeah. and you come into our space and you perform for us and we might like it or we might not but it seems like you know with you guys improvising and the visuals were kind of drawn into your world you know mm. and that's something really cool about that well i'm, I'm glad really glad to hear that because uh I think that whole, uh, just the word immersive, I think is really important for what we're trying to do. Because if the concept is something as, uh, as much about like the individual uh, or, you know, your own uh, ex experience and this pretty fragile place of being socially awkward or uncomfortable, it's kind of hard to make a space in which people feel open enough to feel that, you know, so it... Yeah, we try to create this space in which it becomes the experience of the people themselves instead of something that I'm trying to tell, like, yeah, like, uh, try to feel this. Like, yeah, we're yeah. trying not to do that because people will decide for themselves what they feel, you know? Yeah. But now I'm really intrigued about Iceland. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, yeah. I was going to ask the Tell same. us, when, when uh, did you go? When did you come back? Yeah. What happened in between? I'm also intrigued about Iceland. It's, it's a beautiful country, isn't it? It's really nice, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, and it's crazy how much the people there have this sort of innate uh, sense of um, respect, or respect, I guess, for, mm. for their sur surroundings and makes a lot of sense to me that someone such a creative mind as like a Björk uh, originates there yeah. just because I don't know they seem to be really uh, curious creatures there <laughs> um, I, 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 I partook in the um, in Lunga which is a, a sort of artist residency there um, and most artist residencies or like, I guess the classic idea of an artist residency is that the artist that comes um, gets space mm -hmm. and time and materials to just work on their art. Um, and they either have to present an idea when they apply for it or, or they just come and they get freedom. Um, and Lunga uh, definitely is that, but they also try to be... Um, they try to be a little bit of a school of sorts. So there are uh, workshops that you follow and they do call the they do call the people that join there the, the Lunga students. Yeah. Um, but nothing is ever like mandatory and everything is. Serves the purpose of uh, getting the artist to be, I guess, as in the moment as possible and mm -hmm. to really. I don't know, there's just something about Lunga that makes the whole thing feel like like a like an art project like an sort of a, a performative art project that lasts three months that you just partake in and everything you do is uh is just part of it like every night that you go to bed like what time you go to bed or with what motivation you wake up it's just all part of what you apparently needed to be doing there hmm. because you don't have any uh, you don't have anything that you have to do while you're there. So like they don't they don't make you go to classes or they don't make you make art. So if you feel like doing nothing for like a whole week and just sitting in a bench, then apparently that's exactly what you needed to do, because otherwise you wouldn't have been doing it. Um, 
and that created this that created this um, way of living or something that was really about sort of finding yourself in the moment and spending time with your art like spending time with whatever discipline you brought along with you or mm -hmm. whatever new discipline you wanted to be doing um, so we also did like like uh, silence days in which we'd all be silent um, we all lived together in this big hostel house that was that was just our home like there was no one else living in there too mm -hmm. so we had to take care of our home uh, lunch and dinner was served in a restaurant every day so we'd never have to think about food yeah um, and we'd I don't know, like one thing that I really loved that was uh, for me very explanatory of how things were is that we had to wake up, I think it was at 1 a.m. at some uh, at some point. <laughs> okay. um, and then we all took a 20 minute walk just alongside this uh, mountain hill um, in silence. And then when we got to our destination, there was just this, this huge gong there. And then we all took turns just hitting the gong once and then we walked back in silence and then we went back to bed and experiences like that like it's super unclear why exactly we we'd have to do that but the next morning the fact that you did that made a lot of sense or mm. felt for some reason like yeah we really did something we really experienced something there that's amazing yeah it was uh, crazy were you there in uh, during the winter or the dark season or the light season it was uh, crossing over into the dark season so okay. it was september until december okay of 2017 right so when we left there was about like four hours of light per day yeah it's pretty intense was, also right yeah there was <laughs> it, it also got pretty depressing sometimes but then that was also part of it i guess but the nature is also... Have you been in uh, Reykjavik or...? Uh, no, we... Uh, Lunga is in Sædisfjörður, which is, uh, is actually the place where the ferry that comes in from Denmark arrives. Okay. So it's this really small town. It has, I think, 500 or 700 people living there. Okay. So it's like really <laughs> small. Um, and it's right on the edge of one of the fjords that comes like into Iceland. So you're really at the water. Oh, nice! Must and, be really uh, beautiful. It was really beautiful. Like there was, if you if you if we'd walked out from our hostel and then five minutes up the hill, you could just see the entire village. It was just there, really small. We just start walking up the hill, and then within fifteen minutes, the the village would be out of sight. You know, oh. Things like that. <laughs> now I'm having this wanderlust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go there. Really do. I've only been to yeah Reykjavik <coughs> and the southest point of Iceland. Okay, right. So that's the, the, the really black sand beach and oh, yeah. it's really alien experience. Yeah, so I, I haven't seen any of that, yeah. so, sadly. Yeah. But, and all the smelly geysers and <laughs> things. They're all there? Well, in the around Reykjavik, it's not that far. Yeah, yeah. I, well, maybe, maybe I'm glad I missed the smelly guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's an obligatory touristical moment. Next time I go there, I'll, I'll do that, yeah. Nice. Okay, so that was really shift for you, creatively and personally. Yeah. I assume. Yeah, personally and and creatively. I mean, it's all kind of intertwined, of, of course. course yeah. But um, yeah, it, w it was a big shift because, uh, like I said, like before, I was way more doing singer songwriter and more Dutch things, and I guess uh, I felt a lot more pushed into this um, box of what Dutch. Uh, 
mm. what a Dutch conservatory student should do. And although my study um, that I did, um, Musician 3.0, is a really free-thinking study, like I think as free-thinking as uh, music education gets in Holland. Mm. Um, but still, there's always certain things that I felt like I had to be, and those were just completely gone when I came back. So I mean, that's also why I only graduated, like, uh, I guess, uh, three weeks ago, is because uh, after coming back in December of 2017, uh, I was just completely, I guess, out of balance. So I, 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 I didn't go to school and I, I didn't do anything for months, like three to five months or something. I just needed to uh, zone out from the world and slowly get my footing. And yeah, that really took about, all, about, about a year. Yeah. And I uh, feel like I found it now again since nice. a few months. Yeah. So is that something that you think you'll chase in the future? You know, pulling yourself out of context, being in a new place, finding different inspirations uh, since yeah. it's <clears throat> brought so much positivity for your music? Well, it's uh, the weird thing is like, yes, I would love to. And I think through like the, the improvisational quality of what either it does, we, we do that. And we sort of like also for what I'll be doing later in this podcast, like I don't really know. I have some text and I just brought the guitar, but I don't even know if I'm going to use it. Um, so I, I, I think I'm doing that a little bit, but also like it did take me a long time of like really not feeling uh, good in my skin um, for that change to have happened sort of eventually, right. like it did now. So actually now I'm feeling more like using, using how I'm feeling now yeah. a bit more and sort of settling in and maybe the changes after this can be a bit smaller bit smaller yeah they don't always have to be leaps and bounds right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think that was enough for a few years <laughs> yeah sounds cool yeah. so i feel like with what you're saying with your performances it you explore a lot about interpersonal and relationship and also relationship with yourself so inside out and outside in yeah i guess so yeah yeah and is this something that really interests you and is this something that you want to explore further or you feel like with what you've done for your final work is something that you're done with this and you explored <laughs> uh that's a good question um and i mean i'm never really you never really know where inspiration uh, might strike mm. and i'm i'm noticing that one thing that i do really want to pursue although i'm not sure if that's going to be now but is are the more sort of humoristic aspects i guess of doing spoken word and doing performances like this because uh, i know my performances tend to be pretty dark and mm. like uh, pretty serious um so, so i i'd, I'd want to move into a space that provides for a little bit more of, of a lighter touch i think would be really nice but the um, the concept of social awkwardness and mm. miscommunication and anxiety and needing other people to be someone uh, doesn't really feel explored yet like um, I'm still in there and it's and the, a big pool to explore right? exactly yeah <laughs> it's I mean, it's, never ending so yeah. much content yeah <laughs> both ways from the dark to the humoristic mm. thing and 
and everything in between. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the inspiration right now does feel kind of endless, just because because uh, everything feels kind of inspirational, which is a very nice place to be in. So I'm trying to hold on to that for right. as long as I can. So what's your process like when you guys get together and you practice? Maybe um, what do you? What, where are you sourcing inspiration for that? If is it improvised then when you're you know in a yeah. garage uh, <laughs> or wherever you so practice? So if we get a performance, um, if someone asks us for a performance like March twenty third, um, I just throw it into the group. I just say there's a performance then, uh, who can join? And um, I have two dancers, um, uh, two visual uh, like VJs, and a group of six musicians now. Um, and then anyone who says, yeah, I'll join in, they just join in. So it's always different. So the last performance was with uh, uh, Luc Laporte and Schur de Roy, which is a bass player and one vocalist, and uh, Walter Schmidt, the VJ. Um, and for the March 23rd, it's going to be uh, Hugo. So that's the... Uh, that's the guitarist. He works a lot with like prepared guitar, so he has his all his he has this like a toolbox of different weird things that he sticks in between his his strings, or he uses like a brush to brush his strings to make different sounds. Wow. Um, so and then there's no other spoken word person, so then it's going to be just me. Um, and the idea is just that everybody kind of knows uh, knows the materials that we work with, and then. Uh, and then we just see from there. So we, we don't, we're now at a point because the, the whole process of making Hyperself was pretty, pretty intense. So now we're at a point that we don't really need to uh, rehearse anymore because we just know the materials. And for a performance of like 15 to 20 minutes, improvising that is pretty easy cool. or like doable. Yeah. Um, so the, so there, there's not really much of a process right now anymore, actually. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it, it. Is very comfortable because yeah. uh, it's just very easy to accept performances now, and and it keeps it very uh, exciting every time. So yeah. Do you think the audience looks forward to it being improvised, or how's that different? To, you know, giving this something that they know has been practiced and you know sort of yeah. honed and uh, defined. Um, I think that's where the the spoken word part becomes very important because like uh, the texts have been rehearsed obviously because they're like they can be long texts most of them are, are short shorter texts um and like when i um we have a few texts for example that are dialogues sort of very abstract inner dialogues that will go like a yes no yes no yes no why because feelings just feelings yeah, because feelings. Why feelings? I don't know. Well, then no. Yes. No. Yes. Like it, it'll be things like that that yeah. can be very easily improvised with, but still uh, have have a structure to them. So I guess that that is something that the audience. I mean, because you do have to give them something that is rehearsed or, or prepared, you know, to. Uh, otherwise, it becomes too loose. Also for me, otherwise you can't really. Uh, push a concept in yeah. it and I really want it there to be a concept but I did after the last performance we had uh, last uh, Friday um, we were like speaking about ways of uh, getting some musical materials in there that are um, 
like the hard, the hard thing is if you're working with different different musicians and different uh, spoken word people every time, like how can we shape the musical materials in such a way that if we're playing with bass and drums, we can use the same musical material that we would use if we were playing with like three spoken word people and just a guitar. Right. So I guess that's kind of the challenge we're in now. But uh, yeah, we're, we're working on that. I guess there is a process then. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> it's like yeah. controlled freedom. Kind yes. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Structured improvisation. Exactly. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are we very curious now to hear what you have for us to improvise? Very sure. curious. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do this. Let's yeah. do it. Let's see what happens. Lines drawn in the sand by the hand of a child. So carefully the godchild arranges the world before him, his fingers dipped in pastel sugars, tiny gemstones, mountains, long vanished and eroded into tiny specks. And so he creates, shaping civilizations from sand, man and women from clay, feathers and sticks, found objects on the beach and into them he dreams. Lives lived, born and suffered, families, destinies, fragility and strength. And so the child God creates and dreams, wondrous worlds, attachment, pain and struggles, into his little world and then by the turn of a tide or a familiar voice calling 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 so he gets up and in his clumsiness stumbles and shatters the very world he had just created and so Lines drawn in the sand were drawn to remain. Lines drawn in the sand will never remain. Lines drawn in the sand were drawn to remain. Lines drawn in the sand will never remain. Lines drawn in the sand were drawn to remain. Lines drawn in the sand will never remain. Lines drawn in the sand were drawn to remain. Lines. And so our lives pass in the very theater that had just opened like a flower closes in on itself once more in a strange mute gesture of undeath of unlife of things passing without a trace into an unknown ruins and fragments that reminisce nature disappearing into ruins and nature without form and so in silence colored by longing from an unseen source from an unseen source from an unseen source the next chapter opens and play figures emerge Glimpses of light in the night of your chambers, you find yourself. Mm -hmm. 
standing across from each other. Standing across from each other. Reaching for each other. Staying stable around each other. Seeming a lot like each other whilst staring at each other. Afraid of each other. And seeing every other person in the other. Seeming a lot like each other whilst staring at each other. Turning away from each other. Walking away from each other. Walking away from each other. Stagnating between each other. Stagnating between each other. Staying stable around each other. Stagnating between Afraid each other. Each other. Mutually needing each other. Involuntarily hating each other. Craving each other. Craving each other. silent or too loud or too So in silence, colored by longing from an unseen source, the next chapter opens and play figures emerge. 
glimpses of light in the night of your chamber, you find yourself drawn once more into a world and you find yourself moving softly like on a wave towards a calling so convincing from a direction never seen before and the sad longing for the world which is past that you clutched in the corner of your world left there on the floor as you turn already forgotten as it slips from your hands. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yes. It was me. very transcendental. Is that the word? <laughs> it's probably a word. Yeah. yeah. Transcendental. Yeah, no, it was um it was very vivid for me, uh sort of hearing you speak, uh the internal dialogue going on, you know, mm -hmm. the back and forth. Um and also you sort of singing in between. I thought that was really powerful. So now it was really cool. Can you tell us how uh why where the inspiration yeah. came? Uh I'm always like kind of shaking after performing now too it's like extremely uh i get extremely nervous always but before playing just try to sort of don't show it don't show it don't show it <laughs> but always after a performance i'll be like kind of shaking and mm. uh, and i guess that's because um one of the things that i've taught myself to do is to not do anything until until I feel like oh, I should really fucking do something now, because then things need uh, need space. A lot of the time, they just need space to develop. And um, and when you're playing, most of the time you're in like a, a different uh, different experience of time than the audience is. Or mm -hmm. I, I've I've noticed that like you're quicker most of the time because you're you're like working and you're active and you know what you have to do and you're thinking about the future. So one of the important things I think is to really wait until you, uh, until you feel owner of the space, I guess that you're in. Mm -hmm. So always start with silence and, um, and the improvisational part is really nice because I, uh, I had a couple of texts that I, that, that I just know, um, and I had my guitar, but I didn't have anything prepared specifically. Just while setting up the microphones, I, I, I did like this one chord a few times. I was like, okay, I think I'll, I'll probably use that. Just so I at least have something. And then, um, I don't know, a lot of things also happen, I guess, by accident. Like in the text that I opened with, um, I, I think I stopped twice and repeated one sentence again which most of the time is just because i sort of trip in my mouth like it's just sort of whoops mm -hmm. and then i stop and then i just figure all right let's say uh let's say this pause was a part of it well why would this pause be a part of it oh probably to get emphasis on the previous sentence okay so i'll just repeat that sentence so something like that it's always just sort of uh catching myself when i fall and if i don't fall then it's probably because what was there was steady enough already. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and the same thing happened, I think I said, uh, uh, and you find yourself, 
and then I stopped, which is also not in the text. I, d I didn't know I was going to do that, but I, I think I had to swallow at that point, so I just stopped, and that made a lot of sense. And then I was like, all right, right if you find yourself, and then uh, I, I knew I had the, uh, that text about others on, on my phone. I recorded it while walking here between the metro stop and, uh, and your house. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 hard to say where where inspiration strikes, but it's always just like seeing. Okay, where am I now, and which of the materials that I have can uh, can either break it or le or lengthen it. I guess. Right. Yeah. I I have this sense that um, you know there's technique for blind people. It's called geolocation, where yeah, like, people like click bats. with the, yeah like bats, and then I feel like you are somehow performing in that way like you're checking where your borders are where right. your your sound bounces off yeah, of the it, wall and it then does that's, feel like that a lot right yeah <laughs> i had that visualization somehow actually it's it's pretty interesting because at outspoken yeah i was it was really nervous like really nervous and um and I always need some way of like dealing with that and that always has to like there has to be the start of, of the performance like the opening for me is most of the time like the choice or the the thing that deals best with how I'm feeling at that point, which mm. is mostly like nervous, but sometimes it gets into more sort of anxious or it gets into more excitement or something. And then there's different ways to sort of calm me down. And at um, I was feeling pretty, I guess, awkward or something during... Um, during outspoken and so uh, when i perform with my with my electronic setup i have all my different sort of vocal effects and sounds um all sort of live on, under my buttons and stuff so i can change the sound that i speak with at, at any time and there's this one that glitches up the vocals a lot like chops it and then plays everything back at different speeds so when i say uh if i would say that it would come back as like that so it's and that's kind of that i know it felt it felt really awkward to start with that so that's what i did i just mm. literally did uh in the mic to start because that was really how i felt and and that always turning that into some some musical or like artistic material really works to immediately be sort of in touch with with what i'm doing that's yeah. wonderful because then it's kind of organic for each audience, you know, yeah. even when there are mistakes that to me didn't feel or look like or sound like okay, mistakes right. at all. You know, okay, it all sounded good. like yeah. it was part of what you were doing. So, the, yeah, that's super yeah. cool. And, and that's also where the, the immersiveness that we spoke about earlier comes back because uh, it just has to be all in, in the moment. You know, it's just really important. So also for the for the VJ for example, it was I wanted to work with him because because of how he had those feedback systems working. Right. Like there was also also somewhere in that weird system, he had an like an infrared camera um, that was responding to like I guess like how how close you got to the mic and stuff. So it's, it, it was this circle of like grid lines that was made into a three D circle that was spinning oh, yeah. around its ass, and then when you would put your hand in front of that. Um, the circle would sort of, sort of crunch in in on itself or like grow in mm. in weird ways. Yeah. And so he was really like he was being live with his visuals, and that's like the kind of thing that I needed. Um, so that's always been a 
big part of the process like how can i make this text or this musical material or this discipline how can i make it so that it may, that it's actually has worth to do it live uh yeah. whereas i guess the more set in stone your material becomes the less the less i need to see it live i yeah. guess and do you prepare the audience and sort of say uh hey guys it's going to be completely live and you know tell them your process or do you kind of keep that under wraps um, and perform as you will i try to i guess like it's i think it's nice to tell people that it's improvised because that i'm not sure i'm i, I actually I, i'm wondering about that like if the if that works for i guess the general audience if there is a general audience yeah but to put them in a mindset of um okay he's really experienced it experiencing it for himself yeah too. yeah because i really do and that's why why i get shaky because i'm like so uh it gets pretty fragile i guess yeah i think for me it adds an extra element of like oh my god i really need to pay attention because everything i'm about to experience right i probably won't get to see again yeah. in that order in that way with those emotions right. you know at present time so yeah so it, it did for it did that for you yeah yeah okay that's <laughs> yeah, good. knowing you're doing that you know it's sort of live it's like okay sweet yeah i'm looking forward to this you know yeah exactly yeah. But it feels to be like you're practicing a lot of um, social, like awkward social situations through your art. But how do you deal with all those so social awkward situations in um, in real life? Like, how? What's yeah. your advice for people? Because I know, like, a lot of my friends, they also they get awkward, and then it's all like, <gasps> what to do? Like, do you have any advice since you've been researching it? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Do I? Um... Or like tricks, or you know. Yeah, I've, I've, I guess I've had a conversation pretty recently about something like that. That was a, like um, uh, in Iceland at some point. Jonathan, uh, 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 one of the organizers of Lunga, uh, hosted like philosophical talks about certain things, and at some point we arrived at at the idea of systems and of how in what way systems respond to um to the 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 input that you give them and 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 how you get that input back as output and there's like a, a simple systems like your your shower that if you put the input of i turn the knob towards hotter water the output is hotter water and it's like really easy to understand what the system does and then like it starts growing into more and more complex systems in which you're either not really sure how the input works like with a tv or something i don't mm. know what my remote control does but i think i have an idea of what the output will be so i kind of understand and then at some point there's systems that are just so complex that you cannot understand because every time you give it an input even if it's exactly the same input and completely different output comes out mm. so it's it's uh completely unpredictable and i feel like that's how life is a lot and how social situations are a lot like you can do something again because you thought it worked last time right and then it just doesn't work this time uh but the idea of uh, uh of just keep poking it with a different input was nice <laughs> so like when i i guess when i get awkward um in social situations sometimes i'll just pick a random thing to do and just right. do it and then see what the output is because then at least uh, I'm taking a little bit of control over the situation where I'm in and if, if you stop giving input mm. to that system uh, 
because it's so chaotic then you really lose every type of control so winning by confusion yes exactly <laughs> and yeah yeah i mean uh, i think so yeah right i like that because often people will be like I know, like, let's say you just sort of walk up to someone and you just sort of stand next to them and you just give them this weird look <laughs> or something. But then they might laugh, like, what are you doing? And then you're in a social in a social interaction that's real because he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't really know, but I'm here now. <laughs> and then you're laughing all of a sudden and then yeah. it makes a lot more sense. So I guess just, uh, yeah. Yeah, try like everything random yeah, and then see what happens. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> okay. except that that no one knows what the output's going to be anyway. So, yeah. Although I think society is quite well structured yes. for us. That's true. That's true. Right. Yeah. So, like, if you extend the hand, you person expects you to uh, shake it, right? Like that's the. Yeah. And but that's also <laughs> like I think from for me what makes it weird sometimes is like where do those rules where do they stop or where when are those rules uh, still authentic or like real so i'd rather like not do one of not do that and do something weird because then at least what comes out of it is not one of those social rules but something that's authentic mm. it's real yeah so that's when i stopped uh, kissing dutch people three times okay <laughs> <laughs> right yeah is that a thing like three yeah yeah and oh, i right. stopped it because i'm like it's so awkward i'm like i'm just oh, gonna right. hug or if i don't know you i'm just gonna wave and smile yeah. and be normal <laughs> you get that a lot in london as well like people kiss like, i go for the hug and then they go yeah. for the kiss i'm like oh oh shit are oh, we yeah, gonna yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like wet ears <sighs> in those moments yeah <laughs> yes all right yeah or bumped chins oh god yeah <laughs> yeah keep keep doing the hugs they're nice Hug, hugging is good. hugs are good yeah yeah so speaking of controlling um, how do you handle the anxiety of being a musician and, you know, uh, yeah, managing future. your artwork and thinking about the future and what's happening next? Yeah, it's, um, it's, I, I guess it's really hard. I mean, I just graduated, so I don't, um, I don't really have that specific of future prospects right now, um, which for now is okay. Uh, I do think that with the, the things that, uh, that we're doing, as either it's, um, it feels sort of untapped at least like this, this this way of every performance being about in the moment and about being real, um, being improvisational and being so sort of conceptually driven, is um, feels really good and feels uh, feels like a, a new thing for me at least in the in the Dutch scene. So we do have something really good to. Um, push forward with and um we have we're getting more and more footage out of like like the uh, the video of outspoken which is on youtube now which is nice so people can get a bit of an idea and we have a press kit now of of hyper self as like a complete performance so people can um you know if if there's space somewhere to book a big show like with that involves like a, a total of 16 people or something like that's possible and if we want to get booked for smaller shows, that's also possible. And things like Outspoken and Word Up, I think, are really nice. And I do have the feeling that there's a a growing uh, platform for spoken word, at least in Amsterdam and Utrecht, which are just the, tw the two places that I know about. Um, so I have good hopes, but it is just intense because it's all about like working at it and sending your materials to different places and, and spending time in something that's 
just not going to give money at first. So I definitely need to find some different ways of being able to, you know, get some get some funding either from the government, which I think is what I'm going for now for big uh, subsidies. Um, and I, if I get that, that would be the best to get the subsidies because Hyperself as a performance is there now and it's just complete and it's ready. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. Guess, cool. uh, and I'll do a master's also. Nice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. Keep studying. Sweet. Sure. All right. Cool, man. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And we will be following your journey further on. And maybe we'll have you back when you're big and famous. Hell yes. Next <laughs> year. Get us Next small, year. Small yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for your time. And yeah, um, cheers, man. So, um, where can our audience find you for anyone who's looking for you? Yeah. Um, so, uh, right now you can just find us on Facebook. Facebook is either it, um, with a D either ID. And then there's, uh, there's a SoundCloud on which I post, um, experiments like nothing, um, nothing like entirely uh, produced ready, but I just, uh, uh, publish uh, experiments like time experiments that I've done there. So I've given myself an hour or two hours to uh, create an entire track and f forcing myself to immediately upload it afterwards. So that's just some weird experimental stuff that gets into all different genres. Um, cool. So you can check that there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Anytime. And for our audience listening, you know where to find us. It's www.wordappodcast.com, where you can follow us on social media, find out about our current and past guests, and also make guest suggestions. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Dooey! Dooey! <laughs> <laughs>